Chapter 8 of Concise Commentary on the Book of Matthew. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April Walters. Concise Commentary on the Book of Matthew by Matthew Henry. Chapter 8, Verse 1. This verse refers to the close of the foregoing sermon. Those to whom Christ has made himself known desire to know more of him. Verses 2 through 4. In these verses, we have an account of Christ's cleansing a leper, who came and worshipped him as one clothed with divine power. This cleansing directs us not only to apply it to Christ, who has power over bodily diseases for the cure of them, but it also teaches us in what manner to apply to him. When we cannot be sure of God's will, may be sure of his wisdom and mercy. No guilt is so great, but there is that in Christ's blood which atones for it. No corruption so strong, but there is that in his grace which can subdue it. To be made clean, we must commend ourselves to his pity. We cannot demand it as a debt, but we must humbly request it as a favor. Those who by faith apply to Christ for mercy and grace may be sure that he is freely willing to give them the mercy and grace they thus seek. And those afflictions are blessed that bring us to know Christ, and cause us to seek help and salvation from him. Let those who are cleansed from their spiritual leprosy go to Christ's ministers and open their case, that they may advise, comfort, and pray for them. Verses 5-13 through 13. This centurion was a heathen, a Roman soldier. Though he was a soldier, yet he was a godly man. No man's calling or place will be an excuse for unbelief and sin. See how he states his servant's case. We should concern ourselves for the souls of our children and servants who are spiritually sick, who feel not spiritual evils, who know not that which is spiritually good, and we should bring them to Christ by faith and prayers. Observe his self-abasement. Humble souls are made more humble by Christ's gracious dealings with them. Observe his great faith. The more diffident we are of ourselves, the stronger will be our confidence in Christ. Herein the centurion owns him to have divine power, and a full command of all the creatures and powers of nature, as a master over his servants. Such servants we all should be to God. We must go and come, according to the directions of his word and the disposals of his providence. But when the Son of Man comes, he finds little faith, therefore he finds little fruit. An outward profession may cause us to be called children of the kingdom, but if we rest in that and have nothing else to show, we shall be cast out. The servant got a cure of his disease, and the master got the approval of his faith. What was said to him is said to all, Believe, and ye shall receive. Only believe. See the power of Christ and the power of faith. The healing of our souls is at once the effect and evidence of our interest in the blood of Christ. Verses 14 through 17. Peter had a wife, yet was an apostle of Christ, who showed that he approved of the married state by being thus kind to Peter's wife's relations. The Church of Rome, which forbids ministers to marry, goes contrary to that apostle upon whom they rest so much. He had his wife's mother with him in his family, which is an example to be kind to our relations. In spiritual healing, the scripture speaks the word, the spirit gives the touch, touches the heart, touches the hand. 
those who recover from fevers commonly are weak and feeble some time after but to show that this cure was above the power of nature the woman was at once so well as to go about the business of the house the miracles which jesus did being noised abroad many thronged to him he healed all that were sick though the patient was ever so mean and the case ever so bad many are the diseases and calamities to which we are liable in the body and there is more in those words of the gospel that jesus christ bore our sickness and carried our sorrows to support and comfort us under them than in all the writings of the philosophers let us not grudge labor trouble or expense in doing good to others verses eighteen through twenty two one of the scribes was too hasty in promising he proffers himself to be a close follower of christ he seems to be very resolute many resolutions for religion are produced by sudden conviction and taken up without due consideration these come to nothing when this scribe offered to follow christ one would think he should have been encouraged one scribe might do more credit and service than twelve fishermen but christ saw his heart in answer to its thoughts and therein teach us all how to come to christ his resolve seems to have been from a worldly covetous principle but christ had not a place to lay his head on and if he follows him he must not expect to fare better than he fared we have reason to think this scribe went away another was too slow delay in doing is as bad on the one hand as hastiness in resolving is on the other he asked leave to attend his father to his grave and then he would be at christ's service this seemed reasonable yet it was not right he had not true zeal for the work burying the dead especially a dead father is a good work but it is not thy work at this time if christ requires our service affection even for the nearest and dearest relatives and for things otherwise our duty must give way an unwilling mind never wants an excuse jesus said to him follow me and no doubt power went with this word to him as to others he did follow christ and cleave to him the scribe said i will follow thee to this man christ said follow me comparing them together it shows that we are brought to christ by the force of his call to us romans chapter 9 verse 16 verses 23 to 27 it is a comfort to those who go down to the sea in ships and are often in perils there to reflect that they have a saviour to trust in and pray to who knows what it is to be on the water and to be in storms there those who are passing with christ over the ocean of this world must expect storms his human nature like to ours in everything but sin was wearied and he slept at this time to try the faith of his disciples they in their fear came to their master thus is it in a soul when lusts and temptations are swelling and raging and god is as it were asleep to it this brings it to the brink of despair then it cries for a word from his mouth lord jesus keep not silence to me or i am undone many that have true faith are weak in it christ's disciples are apt to be disquieted with fears in a stormy day to torment themselves that things are bad with them and with dismal thoughts that they will be worse great storms of doubt and fear in the soul under the power of the spirit of bondage 
sometimes end in a wonderful calm created and spoken by the spirit of adoption they were astonished they never saw a storm so turned at once into a perfect calm he that can do this can do anything which encourages confidence and comfort in him in the most stormy day within or without isaiah chapter twenty six verse four verses twenty eight through thirty four the devils have nothing to do with christ as a savior they neither have nor hope for any benefit from him oh the depth of this mystery of divine love that fallen man has so much to do with christ when fallen angels have nothing to do with him hebrews chapter two verse sixteen surely here was torment to be forced to own the excellence that is in christ and yet they had no part in him the devils desire not to have anything to do with christ as a ruler see whose language those speak who will have nothing to do with the gospel of christ but it is not true that the devils have nothing to do with christ as a judge for they have and they know it and thus it is with all the children of men satan and his instruments can go no further than he permits they must quit possession when he commands they cannot break his hedge of protection about his people they cannot enter even a swine without his leave they had leave god often for wise and holy ends permits the efforts of satan's rage thus the devil hurries people to sin hurries them to what they have resolved against which they know will be shame and grief to them miserable is the condition of those who are led captive by him at his will there are a great many who prefer their swine before the saviour and so come short of christ and salvation by him they desire christ to depart out of their hearts and will not suffer his word to have placed in them because he and his word would destroy their brutish lusts those swine which they give themselves up to feed and justly will christ forsake all that are weary of him and say hereafter depart ye cursed to those who now say to the almighty depart from us end of chapter eight recording by april walters